What did we just watch, Amy? What did we... We just watched The Host from 2006, Bong Joon-ho's... Second film? I think it was his second film. or third film. I, mostly, I just want to make clear, we're not talking about the American film The Host based on the novel by... Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Myers. Yeah. <laughs> These are not in the same universe. No. Of, of films. Oh, I don't think Bong Joon-ho's done any alien-based movies that I know of. Uh, no. Not that I, I don't I think, know his I whole oeuvre. I mean, I don't know anything work. about uh, Memoirs of a Murder, which is considered oh. like, or Memories of a Murder, is his, one of his most well-renowned films. Like, people go like, this is the best Bong Joon-ho movie, but I don't know I if that's true. they're more in the sci-fi space. Yeah. The ones are that are not quite... Yeah, well, because Snowpiercer was was dystopian sci-fi. Chain that goes around the world and is the only place you can live because the whole world is frozen. Yeah. Did we talk about that for the podcast? I can't remember if it was. That was long before the podcast. Yes, and the train is divided into class sections. Mm -hmm. I do think it's interesting that, like, if you look at the. Bong films that I have seen, which are this, Snowpiercer, and Parasite. He's getting less subtle as he goes on. Well, really, I had no idea that this film was from 2006, because it could have been now. Yes. I, I, I did not find it subtle, the messaging no, happening. it was not a subtle film, but I feel like you look at this, I think, compared to something like Parasite and... To a lesser extent, Snowpiercer. Like, it's just him going, like, you're not getting it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's back up. Let's back yeah. up. If These are our first impressions of the film The Host without yes. any r- research done or edits. Yeah, but lots of spoilers. But lots so. of spoilers. So turn off now if you don't want. Quick little recap. The Host takes place uh, in a city in Korea. It's not Seoul. It's not? I feel Maybe. like it might be. But oh, okay. I don't know where the Han River is. I don't either. It's the fourth longest river on the Korean Peninsula, so it's probably in a lot of places. Um, they're in the city. It's um, about a creature that shows up in the Han River uh, because some the U.S. Army dumped a bunch of formaldehyde down into the sewer system and mm-hmm. it created a... You know, a mutated monster cre- fish creature, creature monster, and we follow this family that um, is fighting it. The the young daughter is kidnapped by it. Well, really, presumably eaten. Yeah. By it, uh, the creature did not intentionally kidnap. Um, yeah, the creature's got some digestive problems. It has it has trouble keeping its food down. Well, or I thought it might be like a pelican, where it like swallows food. But then it keeps some for later. That could be, yeah. Um, it's not it made explicit. Spits out the human bodies <laughs> to eat for later down in the sewer system. Yeah. Uh, so, monster movie mm-hmm. 101, kind of. Um, a few special things about the monsters you see from the beginning. Yeah. That's, that, the first time I saw this, that was my favorite thing, was like... Wait, wait, wait. The first time you saw this, have you seen this movie before? Yeah. And I'm not that explicit. Sorry. Oh, you didn't say that <laughs> like when you gave me my choices. a long time ago. <laughs> but yes. 
This was the first uh, Bong Joon-ho film that I ever saw. Uh, sorry for not oh, making that explicit. You're ahead of me. You've seen it twice. I've seen it exactly or twice now. Three times. I'm pretty sure just twice. Okay. <laughs> sorry. All right. So you see the monster pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. I feel like I've told you about that before. I mean, Kevin, you tell me so much. <laughs> I don't always remember. That's fair. All I can't keep things. everything in my head either. But yeah. No. Yeah. You see the monster like very early on. Um, in broad daylight, like running around, like there is no um, Jaws aspect of like you never see the shark. Yeah. And you're just waiting for it to attack. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a lot of waiting for attack or like hiding out from it. Yeah. There's a little bit, but uh, it's mostly like eating you. Yeah. Or going back in the water. Yeah. It's, it's. And yeah, we spend a lot of time like looking at it and being around it, um, which is scary because it's a scary monster. But it, I appreciate that it doesn't hide the monster. It doesn't hide it. It's also not a huge monster. Yeah. Like, it's not a Godzilla. Mm -hmm. It's not a T-Rex. It's... Well, maybe it's a T-Rex size. It's closer to a T-Rex, yeah. Only Sideways. parallel to the yeah. ground. I would, I would say it's like a VW bus-sized monster. Mm -hmm. So it's large enough to swallow a human being yes. whole. Yes. Um, but not, like I said, not Godzilla. Yeah, not going to be knocking over buildings. The Meg. Yeah. Um, which was the giant prehistoric <laughs> shop shark yeah, the Meg. in the Meg. Oh, the Meg. Oh, this is a much better movie than the Meg. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is a good movie. It's not really a it is a horror movie, but it's not a jump scary. It's in our it's in our definition of spooky for the yeah. month and and our definition of spooky for the month has really been more in the sci-fi yeah, horror well, light. It's a broad definition. Yeah. It's spooky month. Uh yeah, no I think I think it counts. It's a monster movie. Monster movies are spooky. Yeah. And it wasn't a zombie movie, so that's, you know. It wasn't a zombie First for the month. <laughs> Good job, us. Yeah. Didn't. Um, I, I didn't think I had too much to say on it, because mostly by the end I was like, well, this is a meaningful monster movie about the horrors of living in the lower class and that the real monster is actually the U.S. government. Cool. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. All right. Message success. It's poignant. I don't have too much more to say. Yeah, but I, so I think I think it's worth talking about the fact that like I think the family is really interesting and yeah. really well drawn as as far as characters and who we see them in the script and you get a lot of a sense of who they are and how mm -hmm. they exist in the world without like big exposition dumps. Like you don't need people yeah. explaining who they are. You see it. You sort of see how uh, the father interacts with the world. Well, and... none of them have very much dialogue. No, it's not a super dialogue or anyone film. else. Um, yeah, it was. This is another reason that surprised me from this. 2006 is I just felt so many parallels to Parasite. Yes. It's a lower class family um, making it, although 
one of the sons has gone to college, so he has a shot at mm-hmm. getting out of the lower class. Although he's unemployed. So. He's unemployed, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's having a lot of trouble finding a job, so he's mm-hmm. in a precarious position. And the daughter is a champion archer, mm-hmm. so she's uh, famous. Mm-hmm. She's pretty famous, and um, that is also a stepping stone that could possibly get her yeah. out of the lower class. Nobody said that, but this is me interpreting yeah. <laughs> what, what we how the what things we see that in the we film. Saw. Yeah. Um, whereas the 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 son who's the father of the daughter who's lost, and he's yeah. kind of in the protagonist space. There's not really a mm-hmm. protagonist. He's, he's the closest to a protagonist the film has. Uh, is has um, I don't want to say there's something wrong with him. I thought maybe he might be narcoleptic. Or that there's some sort of like neurological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sort of implied. Like, his geez, his father, the uh, grandfather, kind of tells a story about that. You don't know how much to believe that or not, or how much he's just making excuses. Uh, he's he's kind of he's kind of a goof. Is... He's kind of a goof, but I also think that um, that the narrative, especially when we get to see him in in the army field hospital, mm-hmm. that the narrative, and I'll go to that in a second. The narrative sets him up as the one who has been crushed by society the most. Yes. Yeah, I would say, and whether that's because there's some sort of uh, neurological uh, underdevelopment happening, mm-hmm. or just like the depression of poverty and yeah. the trauma of poverty that has um, crushed him, mm-hmm. and uh, what he says in the field hospital is that one of the U.S. Army guys comes, the U.S. Army guys mm-hmm. comes in and say. If your daughter is alive, why didn't you tell the police or the media or yeah. a human rights organization? And um, Gongdu yeah. is his is his name. And he's like, no one will listen to me. Yeah, no one will listen to me. He's been saying it the whole time. Well, but and I think it's larger yeah. that in yeah. life, no one, no one, will no one to will him. listen to him. And it turns out that the government stooge is also not listening to him. He is using him for his own. His own his own purposes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I really thought until the end, and they started. Um, the U.S. government came in to drop Yell- Agent Yellow. Yeah. Where, yeah. That sounds a little <laughs> Again, familiar. Not subtle. Not so subtle. <laughs> to drop Agent Yellow in the middle of the city, um, and it coincides with them having the final showdown with the monster. Mm. And you're like, oh, the monster killed a lot of people, but yeah. the real monster here is the U.S. government, who's going to kill them all. Yeah, who's going to this, poison everybody to accomplish um, their goal. To kill the monster, yeah. basically, is they've come and they don't want to... They're lying about the monster creating a virus. Yes. Um, that virus is jumping between people. Mm-hmm. And they're just not taking just, yeah. responsibility. They're just hitting it. With a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Um, but other things we learn about the family that you liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think there was... I liked that they felt like a very realistic family. Um, they felt like... 
they were related to each other in the sort of way that when you have spent your whole life around people, like you learn their rhythms and their behaviors and you they have know fights. How to push your buttons and they yes. know which buttons to push. Yes. How to and do all it. All of that felt very lived in, in a way that I think Parasite does very well as well. Right. Um, and just sort of, you know, feels grounded in a very important way that I think makes the rest of the movie and this, the fantastical nature of how of a monster movie flow really well. And I think it, you know, makes the fact that um, Gangdu is not the protagonist, that really the family is the protagonist right. yeah. works really well mm-hmm. because there's large swaths of the film where the point of view switches between the family members mm-hmm. pretty dramatically and it never feels like like a narrative trick or that we're like jumping haphazardly around. We're very much following this family's story and we're seeing different parts of it in order, but it's about, you know, who they are and how they're dealing with this catastrophe um, the best that they can, which is not well. They're not competent. <laughs> Well, they're not professional monster chasers yeah. or uh, escape from the police mm-hmm. uh, masterminds. Yeah, they're they're just people, uh, which I really appreciate. The um, again, not subtle. The American who starts fighting the monster when it first appears, mm-hmm. and he like drags Gongju along. And he's like, "We've got to fight it. We've got to stop it." And then he immediately gets eaten. <laughs> Well, he was the one who got transferred to the army base yes. first, I believe. Yes, to... but we but he we don't see him again. Yeah, um, and he he does get eaten, and then I think regurgitated. I feel like he said he got eaten, but maybe I'm I think I'm he got confused. spit out. Yeah, um, and then yes, that's where the the myth or the lie myth is too kind about the virus started. They were saying, oh, he had it, but he didn't. It it seems like the U.S. government need kind of needed an excuse to test out yellow orange to see if it yes. did kill anything and how bad it would be yes. and if it was effective and this seemed like a good excuse to t- test mm-hmm. it on live human subjects under the guise of it being yeah, stop a monster ethical ish <laughs> as ethical as they needed it to be yeah yeah definitely not um, not subtle. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I liked I liked that we saw the narrative jump between different folks the, to the um, the son who went to college and you know end up had previously been an activist and you know teams up with a homeless guy to make some Molotov cocktails and fight back uh, and that everyone was actively engaged in dealing with the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they the family trusted each other in part because they didn't have anybody else who believed them who would listen to them they were the only ones who could do it and when um he gets the phone call from his daughter he's like she's alive she's in a thing like the rest of the family is never questioning him him. they don't show them questioning him they're like yeah you got the call let's figure out what to do how do we deal with this uh and then they they do and they do their best to, to accomplish they do. it yeah their best well also uh i i think there's in the narrative choices too that each one of them is kind of facing their largest failures yes what they feel are their largest failures and that comes 
uh, into how they end up solving the problem mm-hmm. of the monster and being able to get to Hanseo, the little the girl young, who's yeah. been who's been kidnapped. So for the like the college brother was going for help with the guy who had um Government a job access, a yeah. job <laughs> in an office um but also making like class references that you know he um makes sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year but then he says I have sixty to seventy thousand in credit card debt. debt. Yeah. Um so it's you're like always behind. You're always behind. You can never never get ahead. Yeah. Um you're always crippled by debt in the decisions you make because mm-hmm. the um the office friend turns him in yeah. to get the reward money. Because that's his only choice. You yeah. Know, he doesn't he he's stuck. I like at the end he gave him like a little power fist, the yeah. college friend. <laughs> when he was running away. As as uh <laughs> as like solidarity. Guy was, um, yeah. Running away because I guess they had been college well, they've been college friends and yeah. they've been uh doing some activism yeah. together. Uh, and then for the sister, uh, Nam, Namju or Nam Il? Namju. Uh, Nam Il was the brother. Oh, okay. And then Namju was the sister who was the archer. Namju is, is the champion ar- archer, and her greatest failing in archery is that she waits too long yes, to take she a hesitates. shot. So, of course, in the end, she doesn't hesitate. And she shoots the monster. And she shoots the monster. <laughs> Um, which is kind of a kill shot because he's been doused in gasoline and it's a flaming arrow. So, so of course, <laughs> so that the monster yeah, right dies. in the eye or one of his like eight or twelve eyes. <laughs> um, I do want to say this is a well-designed monster. I feel like that's mm-hmm. something that is hard to do well, uh, and this felt. I don't know if realistic is the word I would use because I don't think that's true, but it felt distinct and of a piece that it was, it fit the world it was in. Um, it didn't feel out of place and it felt new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things like it's, it's movement by hanging from its tail and swinging around is something mm. that, you know, I've never seen a movie monster do before. Kind of like use the bridge sports, it's uh, monkey bars yeah. swinging from one to one in multiple ways of, mm-hmm. of moving, uh, being both aquatic and a land, a land. Yeah. A I land think, animal. I think it worked well. Uh, the credits, I mean, who they were crediting, it seemed like they had kind of a combo of, of, Puppetry, animatronic, mm-hmm. and CGI, which is... Uh, always a strong choice. Always a strong, always <laughs> a strong choice. Do it with puppets when you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also thought they spend... So Hansio, the little girl, ends up in the sewer. That's kind of the lair of the monster. Mm-hmm. And the family is, spends a lot of times in the sewers because um, she, she calls them, say she's alive and her phone dies... And that she's in a sewer. So they're just like searching. Sewers. Sewers. And and that again reminded me so much of Parasite. Yeah. Because of. <laughs> the literal like the, underground and. Well being underground. But I just. I always. I uh, always. But I go back to that scene in Parasite. Where it's pouring down rain. Oh, they're yeah. running back to their house. <laughs> All of the like. Lower class people are living. In. In. 
the lowest part yeah, of the a city sunken basement, where all yeah. the run water goes and then the sewage line breaks and then yeah. there's raw sewage coming into it too and just that i yeah there's a commentary there <laughs> about class um yeah being treated like sewage yes <laughs> that also yeah there's there's definitely um a point he's making <laughs> well and that that just seems to me to be through the now the three scenes Three films I've seen by Bong Joon-ho uh, is that it's about the horrors of, of the class. lower class. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yes. Class he's got a he's got a style. He's the got haves a and the have-nots. Yes. I agree. And I don't know if I have too much more. I don't know that I do either. It's it's a really good film. I should say it's that good, too. Like yeah, we're talking about the really political men, the political stuff. It's well shot. It's well acted. It's fun <laughs> to watch. Like it's an adventure movie. You don't always get fun adventure movies. Uh, it's also really easy for people who are not a fan of foreign language films. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty easy to watch as a foreign language film because so much of the action is not verbal. Yes, there's, there's not. So it's it's easy to read the. The subtitles. The subtitles and still see what's happening. Yeah. Oh, this is something we haven't talked about, but I think we should. Is it a funny movie? Yeah, it is. It, it marked it as a horror comedy. I didn't see a lot of comedy. There were some light there moments. Were, there were, I think, I mean, I there think were, this runs through a lot of his stuff. There's, it's, it's funny. There's, there's pratfalls in the movie, like multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um... There's a lot of humorous juxtapositions of, um, even when the monster is first running across the, the pier or the boardwalk or the the riverbed and only one person sees it and you sort of see it in the background and like rushing and that, that's scary, but it also plays in the same structural language as humor. And that's true of a lot of horror. Like I think horror mm-hmm. and comedy work off of a similar tension release cycle yes and i think this movie i think parasite does it a little bit i think snowpiercer does it more but i think this movie like really nails that balance in a lot of ways and and is not afraid to be funny as a release mechanism for the tension that's happening Mm -hmm. because a lot of times in movies you have that tension and the way you release it is with a jump scare and that's inauthentic that is that is cheap and it's a ploy and yes a pratfall is kind of cheap and a ploy too but it accomplishes that without lying to you <laughs> the way that a jump scare so often does okay okay fair I enough. think i because i think nine times out of ten a jump scare is a thing that makes the audience scream that is not actually scary in the moment yeah so doing that with a laugh is something that is more honest hmm. That's a really interesting point. I haven't. Because um, most of the time when I have a movie that does a jump scare, I feel I feel it's cheap in a way that... Oh, yeah. A lot of times in horror movies, that that is the horror in it, is just yeah. jump scare after jump scare. Yeah. And then after the jump scare, you're like, no, that wasn't, that wasn't so bad. Like, yeah. Actually, oh, it was the cat. <laughs> so I think using humor to accomplish that same release works really well in this movie i have to say for horror movies i've never thought of a jump scare as a release but 
now that you say that, that makes sense because that's like the culmination of building up the tension. tension. Yeah. But horror movies for me, the like, I guess not release, but the chance to calm down is in the quiet moments in between <laughs> the scary parts. Because I have a, I have a very clear body language. Yes, watching <laughs> horror movies, and and this is this is a monster movie. It it's not really a horror. No horror movie it's not oh my gosh cover your eyes Mm because it's so scary but i always during horror movies i have my hands clasped over my ears my eyes are ready to squeeze shut um for when the scary parts are coming i know it's coming um and so when there are quiet times then when i can remove my hands and put them in the lap i can breathe a little bit more my body's not so tense that's fair (laughs) <laughs> that is when that is the calming yeah kind of, of of mechanism for me another reason that horror movies these days are pretty hard for me to watch because i have a hypersensitive nervous system mm-hmm. and uh the the suspense and the things that it you know releases adrenaline cortisol your yes. heart rate goes up uh my body doesn't know the difference that we're just watching a, a movie film <laughs> Uh, or that, like, you know, the tiger is trying to eat me. Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't know the difference. And then that can that can cause some physical pain after the film. Yes. Um, repercussions of, of that. Yeah. So it's a good thing Spooky Month in soon. So I don't have to watch a, We haven't, really, we we haven't have, watched we haven't any watched scary movies. We have not watched a lot of spooky movies. We have yeah. not watched any. Maybe I'll put some... I'm, I put spooky ones on the list every week. That's just not what we pick. <laughs> yeah. Well... You gotta, you gotta kind of play with your mood. Yeah, with my mood. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is the use of music. I think worked really well. Um, I think so many horror films, so many films use the music to tell you how to feel that's, in a way that's real cheap. And horror films, I think, are the worst offenders of that. Well, and I think there were one of the places I would call it are those jump scares. Half yeah. the time I'm jumping because of the music. Yeah, there's a, a violin sting. It's like, Ying! <laughs> nothing scary happened, but they, the music told you to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this plays around with music in a way that is still authentic to the emotions the characters are feeling, but is not so dramatically telling you how to feel every second. No, it was more fitting moments mm-hmm. um i wasn't paying attention to it specifically in the suspense moments to see how it was also telling yeah. the story but i was thinking the music when they're um driving and the kind of the spirally part of a parking garage uh-huh. singing them a while to get out of it was like this french it to me it was like this french I, yeah, bistro like carnival, kind of yeah. music <laughs> Hmm, that's that's an interesting juxtaposition. That's interesting for a horror comedy yeah. film. I agree. Yeah, and a horror comedy monster film, I think, is a good example of how it, it does really hop between genres really well. Um, because it's not a horror movie. It's not just a monster movie. It's It's a lot of different things. And the trick is being able to do that without it feeling... Like it's bouncing around from thing to thing. Like it all felt a piece of the same film and moved between those very effectively. 
And it was very clear what the metaphor of the horror was. I don't think it was... I mean, it was obvious, but it wasn't... Um, it still worked as a metaphor. It wasn't dropping an anvil on you. <laughs> right. Sometimes the metaphor outshines the horror part yeah. of, a, of a film. Um, it also, like, makes me want to watch Okja to see yeah. kind of a monster <laughs> in a very... Uh, which is another... Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho film. Yes. Um, that is not a horror about no, a monster. but it is a monster movie. But it is a monster movie. So I'd like to see <laughs> little, how I can compare that to yeah, Parasite and Snowpiercer and, yeah. and uh, The Host. Yeah, Parasite is his real monster movie. <laughs> yes. There was a reason it was on everyone's top ten list. Yeah. And I think won an Oscar, won the Oscar for yeah, Best Picture. Yeah, it won Best Picture. Yeah. I think, yeah. It was in the before time, and everything's a little fuzzy <laughs> from the before time. The Tony Awards got nominated this year, came out recently, like this week. Did they? Yeah. Because normally it's in June, and at some point well, I was like, oh, I didn't watch the Tony Awards this year. Oh, it happened during the pandemic. They, well, they so announced the nominees. I didn't look at him specifically, but like there was one nominee for best actor in a Tony in a, in a musical because everything else was shut down. (laughs) Like there wasn't like, there wasn't enough new worthy stuff to get nominated. So like one guy got nominated. Um, I think it's ridiculous that they're even having the awards, like just do a holdover, you know, expand it to the next season, but that's not here or there. It's all, all, weird stuff going on well that reminded me of something else that has since just flown yeah we're flying through my brain so i guess it's gone forever oh oh it's flying like we don't know what it was (laughs) it will tony awards oscars oscar season um this did have the actor from parasite yes played um gangdu in yes. this, in, played in the host, Mr. played the Kim? father, the Mr. Father? Kim, in Parasite. Yeah. So I recognized him. Mm-hmm. And... And then the, the Archer daughter was in a couple of Wachowski films. Oh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud and Atlas. And Juniper Ascending. Juniper Ascending. And then Sensei. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also recognized her. I knew I'd recognized her from something, but yeah. I couldn't quite place... Yeah, she was real good in Sensate, which we never finished watching. But yeah, well, we can. We got time. Yeah, no rush. <laughs> we can have time. Uh, yeah, Sensate was real good. Yeah, whatever it was, is oh. is probably. Yeah, I think that, I think know. Parasite won Best Picture. I'm ninety percent sure Parasite mm-hmm. won Best Picture. He definitely won like other awards. Yeah, but it was, also it was a real watch- good movie. Also, uh, watch other Bong, Bong Joon-ho films. Yeah. yeah. Or just other foreign films. Go stretch your imagination. Go watch. There's so much great film out there. There's so much. I do have... Uh, yeah. Sometimes foreign films can be hard for me to watch because my eyes get so tired from reading yeah. during the week. Um, if I've had a heavy editing week where yeah. I read all day and think really <laughs> hard about it. Um then it feels like reading a book yes when i read the subtitles <laughs> that's a little bit where i was today oh. so I, it was it was nice that it was um, an easier nice was easy. I, I chose this film you did so, it was your fault but that 
shouldn't be a barrier for watching yes foreign language it should not foreign language films anything else kevin uh i don't know that i have anything else yes uh, parasite won best picture I, i was looking that up um just other funny moments uh when he broke out of the the hospital the second time and the american agents were having like a grill party outside like that was funny that was just amusing to me uh yeah that's that's all i had it is funny to think to be reminded it's not funny it's weird it's weird it's um kind of not melancholic uncanny um to see the u.s occupying korea yeah I think I forget about that sometimes. Yeah. They're just not, like, I don't know, vacationing. There's a there's a U.S. Army in Korea. base <laughs> that lives in Korea. Still. <laughs> so that was, you know, interesting Yeah, um, to see. That made me think of the Korean War episode of Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. uh, where, again, I feel like that's less of a remembered war in u.s yeah. history Which, mashed, i think it's but... i think it's called like the forgotten war in a lot of yeah ways. well mash was set in korea but i feel like if you didn't grow up with mash you just assume it was vietnam because it was <laughs> it, it was, was a set commentary in korea. it vietnam. was about vietnam <laughs> like that's the thing yes it was set in korea it was during the korean war to be thinly veiled allegory for vietnam <laughs> I think that's more true of the movie than it was of the TV show. I think the TV show didn't do that as much, particularly because it lasted 11 years. Um, still a great sitcom. Like, it doesn't have to be a strong political allegory to be really good at what it was. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we've we've stretched and gone off topic yeah. long enough. Go see the host or watch it. Yeah. We watched um, it on we watched Hulu. Hulu. It's available. Again, make sure you're not watching the Stephanie Myers version of the host about an alien takes over a teenage body or yeah. something she takes over a teenage body but the teenager's brain is still in there and there's a love triangle between her and the alien and the boy the alien loves mm. <laughs> so it's it's a real weird love triangle <laughs> cool different movie we didn't different watch that movie. one we didn't watch that one i'd watch that movie but not the same movie for different reasons yes <laughs> Well, you want to talk about our Patreon? Yeah, we, I wrote it down in my notebook this time. It said, talk about Patreon, Good so job. I would remember to do that. Um, yes, we have a Patreon. Uh, we do use it to support the podcast, although we're going to do the podcast regardless because we already have these conversations and we just are now recording them. <laughs> but if you like what we do, feel free to go to patreon.com slash five degrees and throw us a buck or two per episode, whatever you feel is is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can set a monthly cap, so if you don't want to give us too much money, because we don't have a release schedule. We put out these when we feel like it. Usually on the weekends, but not guaranteed. We skip weeks. We double up sometimes. Yep. We just do it when we feel like it. Uh, so yeah, you can donate per episode. Help us pay for hosting. Buy a domain. I still haven't done that. but That's okay. We've got time. Yeah. There's a pandemic on. There's no rush. Um, yeah, you can... Get cool secret things like secret double unedited episodes. Like, we're already unedited, but there's, like, extra footage 
audio footage. Is it called footage when it's on audio? Oh. Tape. I don't know. Um, it's by the foot if it was an actual like reel-to-reel tape. Anyway, extra audio at the beginning and ending uh, that I cut out for the real broadcast um, where you can hear Amy complain about me recording her before the episode starts or us yelling at the cat. That's always an option. Uh, you hear that on the podcast? Anyway. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> why Don't give us money. You, you hear all the best stuff there anyway. Uh, because, yeah, we're doing this for free. We're always going to be making the podcast for free because that's what podcasts are good at. Um, you can also get behind-the-scenes looks at the movies we didn't watch. Because every week, almost every week, I give Amy a list of movies and she picks the one she wants to watch. This week's list was a whole new list. It was a whole new list. None of them had been on previous lists. Yeah, sometimes I like to pull from previous lists as I'm I'm building, but this time I was like... Actually, the host was on last week's list or another week. It was on on another one. Mm. I brought it up before for Spooky Okay, well, I've started needing to watch the trailers for all of the the films to really see what I'm in My one-line synopsis isn't always enough. I have to feel... I have to follow my gut. Like, what am I in the mood for today? So yeah, you can see the list of movies we didn't watch and maybe get an insight into something we're going to watch in the future. Uh, Or maybe not, because there's some that have been on the list like four times that we've never picked, so... We Uh, get there. We watched Hedvig and the... Angry Inch. Inch. Yeah, that was on the list for a long time. Uh, we, we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, support us on Patreon. Um, we appreciate it. Like, review, podcast, subscribe words. Leave reviews on your favorite podcast app uh, if you like us. If you don't like us, um, leave reviews on This American Life and let <laughs> them know you don't like our podcast. No. <laughs> don't hurt this american life okay uh the joe rogan show do it on the that's joe rogan fair. show that's fair <laughs> go tell joe rogan how much you hate our podcast <laughs> he's a spotify exclusive now yeah you have to pay for him yeah which is fine the podcast. i'm not gonna do it Mom. uh yeah we don't have a website to plug we don't have social media to plug uh so yeah, yeah that's that's good. the thing all right we'll say good night amy Good night, Amy.